Hi, you are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I'm your host, Abigail Gazda. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. You guys, I am so excited to have my girl on this episode. Um, so I might act a little unrefined today because this is who I'm about to talk to is a very, very dear friend. Her name is Tatiana Ortiz. I'm just going to start with her name because I could spend an entire episode storytelling about what this girl and I have gotten ourselves into. We are college teammates, but who Tatiana is, is like laughter and joy and play and like kick assness too. Like she turns, she flips this switch and she is just powerhouse. And so in the time that I've known Tatiana, she has taken her talents from the court to in front of the camera. And that's exactly what we're here to talk about today is that she is someone who no matter where she's at, like she's on fire, you know, she's there because her presence, I mean, she doesn't need to say a word. Her presence becomes known. And so she is someone who lives out loud. Her heart is unleashed and I am more than happy to have her on here. So Tatiana, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And also shout out for the really dope intro. <laughs> Make me feel way more accomplished than that. Hey girl, it rocks. It's so funny. Cause like I, I get, I know everybody that I interview in a very different perspective. However, I'm like, yo, we go way back. Like this is my girl. So, um, you're very welcome. <laughs> hey, like we're about to just rap for a bit. <laughs> We're just going to go back and forth. So guys, I hope you don't mind the back and forth, but we're going to totally dive in. We have some really powerful, meaningful conversations to bring to you guys today, specifically about going way past what people know you as and generating the identity that's the most authentic to who you are. Um, you know, Todd, I'm gonna let you jump in here and share a little bit about your evolution, but you know, what I, who I know you as, who I met you as, is a basketball player, and an amazing one. And I've just watched your evolution over the years, and I'm not even gonna assert that I know half the details of it. I'd love for you to share that with us. Yeah, well, the way you see me is, or saw me is really the way most, most of my life. I started playing basketball when I was four and really, really intensely. And, um, you know, I had, I got kind of recognition for that. Like it was always kind of, my initial dream was to play professional basketball and, and everybody around me kind of, I was blessed with an incredible support system in the formative years. Not everyone gets that. My family, instead of family, they, it was like, they were so supportive of me that it seemed kind of like, you know, I'd be like, Hey, I could, I could have been like, I feel like being a rocket scientist. And they'd be like, okay, do it. Why are you talking about it? You know, like it, it was one of those support systems. So everyone there, it was the people around me all just kind of assumed like, yeah, she's going to play pro. And um, when it stopped making me happy, I didn't know what to do. And, and I was like early college when it started to decline. Um, I mean, like it still had the same love for me, but I had still had the same love for it, but it was starting to decline and noticing that um, I kind of, it feels like your identity is going away. I, I, I almost felt like I couldn't let it go because it was so closely intertwined with who I was and who everyone saw me as, which is part of the issue. And I've always like had a passion for acting. Even since I was little, I had 
you know, it was just secret because basketball was so much overshadowing that. And towards the end of college when I realized basketball wasn't what I wanted to do um, professionally. Yeah, I went through a big phase where I was like, shoot, like what, what, what now? And, and having, and, and picturing facing people. That's a huge thing. Like picturing coming back home and facing people who are like, wait, wait, you didn't go pro? Like, that's what I expected you since you were like seven, eight, nine, ten years old. But once I pushed past it and, and started just kind of like, forget, you know, fuck it, <laughs> you know, just kind of going for it. Um, so many doors opened and so quickly. Um, and it did not take long for people to see me in that new light that, mm-hmm. you know, that is now. And so I can't remember who did I, I think it might've been Will Smith that I first heard this quote from, but they say like the greatest things in life are, are like on the exact, like right after on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like once you break past that and start being like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just it, it, um, it picked up. And then I actually had, I'm going to ramble a little bit more. Go on. <laughs> a lot of people, yeah, once I dove into acting and modeling and people started kind of, you know, getting used to it, um, they were all just kind of like, man, you know, you're really like going for it. You're really working hard. And I was, I was, I guess, on the grand scheme of things. But recently a close family member of mine got ill um, and it was like facing, it was a terminal illness. It was really serious. And, and that, that put a lot of my issues or my worries into perspective. Like it put the so what in my system to the max. I mean, like you heard that meme. What's that mean that used to have the, the dude from, um, oh my God, what's from, from uh, the hangover, the little Asian dude. And they used to have that meme and it'd be like, but did you die? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's about driving. straight up. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's like, or just, but did you, yeah, like those memes, yeah, like, but did you die? That really, like, is how mine kicked up into overdrive. Like, I was, that's how, where all this, the, the movie I'm, I wrote and directed, like, all that stemmed from finding, hearing about this diagnosis. It just was like, who cares? What risk, at the end of the day, what risk is scary? Who cares? And every issue that I came, that popped up, I could have said, so what after it, you know, like what if I jump into acting, which is a very risky field quit my job and I can't pay my bills. So what, what if they take my house? So what, what if my cell phone bill cuts off? Like, so what? And like, after you will start to find that after the, so what you can actually come up with things that will be a counter move. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so I don't have a cell phone. So then I get me a go phone and I pay $20 or whatever, you know? And it's like, you'll be surprised at the stuff you go over come when you're just like so like is it really that big of a deal or like even if it is it's not you know like did you die though no I don't know (laughs) so like after that I just I just real that's when I really started going for things and like really taking risks and so far everything paid off Mm. you know let me sort that out with you because there's so (laughs) many gold nuggets in there and it was beautiful and I'm sitting over here relating to you so I can only imagine what our amazing listeners picked up on as well, because you said something really beautiful, like the life of your dreams is right on the other side of fear. And you let go of so much. And we're going to get to some of those things that you had let go of, but I really want to like lay it out for the listeners too, because I think that we go through this identity crisis when we start to get burnt out. And you said some around along the lines of like, well, what now? 
what's mm. all I know myself. And I write about that in the book too. Like about in my book is like, all I am is athlete. All I've ever been is athlete. Really, if I'm not that, who am I? You know? Yeah. And I know I've talked to so many athletes over the course, like coaching and just, you know, getting to meet people. We all have some flavor of that. Like, okay, I lost something I knew myself to be my whole life. Now what? And that becomes a real big question for us, but you moved through that so gracefully. And this is what I'm pointing out to the listeners is you recreated your identity and then people started listening to you as a new identity, actress, model, writer, performer, like all of these new things that they actually, it's like you busted through the fear of rejection and you made it to acceptance. And I really want to point that out because as we grow as entrepreneurs, like I wasn't calling myself a life coach. I was like, I'm a manager at LA Fitness. Oh, by the way, I coach too. Right, right. It made me want to vomit at first. Right. Oh, I'm a life coach. Mm-hmm. Right, like step one is you have to actually genuinely see yourself in that light. Yes. I mean, like you, I couldn't just see myself as someone who wanted to act. I had to be, or like model. Yeah. I had to be I am, I am one. I'm yes. doing it. You have to see it. And other people just, I mean, they just believe you. It's like that. I love, there's a quote somewhere and it's just breathe life, speak life, speak things true. And you're the one pitching yourself. So I love that. And I think we, it's fun to invite, I love giving our audience like little tidbits to take with them is like practice speaking. I am or writing to yourself. I am not, I will. Now I'm gonna, now I wish and hope to, exactly. I am. Right. So one other beautiful part about something that you shared. So you created your identity. You began to speak that true and people started to own it. And then you became faced with a, a diagnosis, which I'm going to ask you to share a little bit more about if you're open to it and started to ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen? Many people up to stuff or anybody breaking past any fear, a lot of them haven't been given that tool to actually exercise their fear. Okay, what's the worst that can happen? I'm gonna lose my house. What's gonna happen? My phone ain't gonna work this month. Like, and you actually have the all the whole thought process. You're like, that ain't even that bad. Yeah, and it's like, I, I wish I would have been able to think like that without this, you know, without the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. But a cancer diagnosis of somebody who, who is doing well and has a good prognosis and everything like that so it could have absolutely been 10 times worse Mm -hmm. but just when you come that close to like and just get that mortality check you know or whatever where you just like realize just how life is not you know like tomorrow it could be you don't know um and that kind of just yeah for me going through all that and watching my loved one um go through all, you know, the issues with, with cancer. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it just was like, like who gives a shit about like a, a bill or, you know what I mean? Like things that were not scary to me, like people's opinions. Like what? <laughs> like this, you could die. Did you die though? You know, whatever. Like, like, like it's, it just really, and like, it's still, I even, not even just, for my goals and my ambitions, that definitely kicked me into overdrive. Like, I was like, why not write a film? Like, why wait? I don't want to wait for 
a director to present me with the perfect part. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to write my own short film and like, I'll direct that bitch. And I know, you know, or whatever. It was just like, why wait? But Mm -hmm. so that, but also just in day to day life, it has helped me that perspective change, like small things just don't bother me as much anymore. Cause it's like, I don't know, you know, like, so even the small things that have nothing to do with, you know, a career or ambition or, you know, a specific goal. It's just like, I feel better not being, not worrying about little stuff. Yeah. Like I feel like society kind of makes it more important than it actually is. Yeah. Which is the main point of life. (laughs) Well-being. Yes. Well, Anne, I totally got to share that with the audience some behind the scenes. And you and I had a, a little Snapchat conversation for whatever reason it happened through Snapchat. So I'm going to share with the audience. And this is going to bring up a conversation about saying no and not sweating the small stuff. And really, it's about not sweating people's opinions about what you're up to. So Tatiana and I were messaging back and forth on Snapchat, and it turned into full on like face video, like those, you know, how you string through the the whole episode or whatever. So we're talking about like really learning how to let go of people pleasing, practicing letting go of people pleasing, and being okay with saying no to things that don't serve your, your bigger what for or your big mission or your goals. And so you know, I, I love telling about this. I write about people, ple- like giving up people pleasing all over my book, but like, I'd really love to hear your perspective and your journey in, in that same process. Cause we all have a, you know, a different flavor of the same ingredient. Well, yeah, this is, it's a new practice for me. Like I just started it. That Snapchat conversation was like where I started to practice it. Yeah. So I'm still kind of mastering it, but I, was always the type of person that if someone would ask me to do something, whether it was my boss or a coworker or a friend outside of work or, you know, something that, you know, if I didn't have a specific reason that I couldn't do the thing, I felt like that I had to be like, yeah, you know, or how, how can I be like, no, <laughs> you know, or whatever. So, you know, I found myself in a situation, my, my boss would ask me like, Oh, um, you know, can you coach this random sport team? Not, not basketball. I mean, that was given. I, I coach basketball, but you know, my boss would be like, Oh, like, can you coach volleyball? They have practice on this day and this day. And if I didn't have anything going after work, I was like, well, I'm free. So like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I ended up in a situation where I had just booked my first movie role in a film and, um, it was set in Indiana and then, yeah. And then, in Indianapolis. So I had to like, I'd have to commute on weekends after working full time. Mm-hmm. I was coaching, working full time and coaching basketball on the side. And mm-hmm. then, um, now I have, I was purchasing my first property, um, at which is a nightmare. I found out <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> That's a nightmare. Um, and, and I was now coaching this extra team, um, you know, that I had to f- try to squeeze in. Mm-hmm. And I was just like exhausted all the time. And, um, you know, I found myself on days that I had all this stuff at once, like a practice after work. I like dreaded those days. I dreaded them waking up. Um, and so I was just like, you know, I finally, you know, I'm like about to burst and I'm like, yeah. I think somebody asked me, I, you know, I had a bunch of stuff going on and somebody asked me like if they could come crash at my place, which normally is like fine, but I just, I was in a place where I just 
I had a lot going on. I just, and my home time was my decompressing and I didn't want to go to me. Um, and so that's what popped it in. And it's like, why is it not okay for me to be like, no. And just like, leave it at that. Like, no. Yeah. You know, so in the same way that <laughs> it was like in the same way that I've been working so hard to go for it and say yes to the things that I want. Like the, the flip side of that same coin should be me being able to say no to things that I don't want to simply because I don't want to do them. <laughs> like some, you know, yeah. um, and so, you know, and, and, and obviously with a reason, like <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. not, you know, if, you know, like there are people that I would, you know, in situations in which I would do something that I didn't just want to do, but yeah. you know, generally speaking, I think it should be okay for you to just, and, and how do you say that in a not rude way? Like mm-hmm. there should be a way that's not rude. <laughs> for me you know somebody asked me something and be like like no <laughs> like you know how do you say that how do you even fix your to, without being like no because you know I just want to be like no yes that's not something I want to do or like like that friends episode when they asked they were asking Phoebe to um help her move help them unpack and she's like oh I wish I could but I don't want to and they just like accepted it and we moved on like that should be we should we should be that should be socially acceptable yeah be like i wish i could but i don't want to yeah and it's so it is so beautiful guys i hope you're picking up on what she's saying because it's a new exercise and it's weird and it's uncomfortable <laughs> it and it's something like if you are a yes person which as as an energetic spirit creative spirit someone who's passionate loves to loves to love and be loved like yes practically rolls out of your tongue and you almost like want to catch it on the way out. Like, Oh shoot. You know? And so, um, practice it taught you hit the, (laughs) but you hit the nail on the head guys (laughs) practice. No, as a one word sentence, when it's new, it's new, but get over the weirdness. You're the one who makes it weird. Like, and all with all the love, I say that because we've all been there, done that. And when you're learning to say no, and you're so used to needing a reason because you've been conditioned from youth, like, well, you know, we're taught like it's manners. Right. And if you don't do that, then you don't have manners, but like, Mm -hmm. that's an old equation and it's someone else's equation. So it's to empower you like no is okay. And really like beyond that, even is um, even beyond that is setting up boundaries because like deeper, the cut that, you know, like I said, Todd and I went down the rabbit hole in our Snapchat conversation, but it was really about setting up a boundary to protect your dream. And not as if someone's trying to steal it, but your dream is your priority what people need from you is their priority. And so you are the one who has to be responsible for choosing, like, is this serving the bigger what for? Is this aligned with my commitments? And Todd, I was totally feeling that that sense of overwhelm that you were sharing, like the house, two teams filming over four hours away on weekends after a full-time job. Like that's what a lot of us are up to as entrepreneurs, especially starting out Mm -hmm. by roots and catching, you know, catching wind with our dreams is like some things you got to let go of. And if it's not really, you know, carrying you with your flow into your bigger missions, then what can, what can you stand to say no to? 
and start looking for yourself. So like, what sort of things have you let go of in that? Um, I trimmed a lot of the fat coaching wise. So like I stick to basketball and even just far less basketball too. Like one team and like one side program where I like train athletes Mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm phasing that out. I'm like gradually trying to, and my schedule, oh my God, it's so nice. Like the past few weeks, cause the last basketball session um, ended. And so there's a little break and I might, I'm hoping to get too busy to even jump back into basketball. But again, I should just be able to be like, no, but um, I, it's so nice just being like coming home from work and being able to come home and do something I want to do work out or cook a fancier dinner than something quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely saying no to that last, cause the, when the session ended, some of the play, players wanted a little, like a mini bridge, like where we'd have keep going for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And the other coach that works with me was like, I am too busy. I can't do it. And I just was like, like you know like I can't I can't right now and and this was like I still my my relative was still ill and you know so it was like and I was just like I know I could say yes and I could do it I could Mm -hmm. I I, you know I could but I would be spread thin you know Mm -hmm. I'd be rushing back trying to get back home you know to take care of family and fix yourself like that and I I just was able to foresee the stress it would have caused me Mm -hmm. I was just like I I'm not I can't I can't Mm -hmm. do that Mm -hmm. um and so that's probably like the, the main, the biggest just straight no that I've done so far. But yes, yeah, so now and now I'm just, I'm starting small. Cause like that's kind of, that was kind of like big. And, you know, um, I'm trying to start with small things like just, you know, not going places that I don't feel like going when I'm invited or like, and, and coming up with the real reasons, not feeling like I have to, that's really the, the first exercise I think I need to master is not is like actually saying no and like communicating that it's because I don't want to and it's not because I'm too busy or because I have something else going on or because somebody's you know I'm fake sick you know or whatever (laughs) you know just being like just being like like no like I just I don't want to go laser tagging or like whatever whatever it is or something small like that so like little things or like people that want to come over or want me to you know do like little starting small and then work bigger well and you girl like everyone starts somewhere and it's Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful because I like there's shifting from like no I don't want to to like no I'm up to something you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and it's not that on that Friday night that you're invited that you're like you're it's a dual agreement that's not it it's Again, it doesn't serve your bigger what for. A Friday night in may restore you to like have your weekend the way that you have it planned to go. You know what I mean? Because especially right. when guys, we're, you have to start like expanding your your growth to allow for all that this multitude. Because Tot is going to grow into the. She's already into feature films, like, and we're totally. You're going to be. I'm going to ask you to share about that. But like, <laughs> she's growing. She's writing movies. She's producing movies, and so like, then she's going to start getting phone calls, and then photo shoots, and then you just have to be able to expand your capacity. And I love like I hear it a lot. Trim the fat, and it's like. What doesn't, 
belong, what's not necessary, what here's another thing, what's distracting, you know? Yeah. I'll tell myself right now, social media is distracting. Yes. Do I use it as a marketing tool? Of course. But do mm-hmm. I also love sitting there scrolling for the extra 20 minutes? Right. Yeah. Every five minutes. Yes. I do. And sometimes I have to actually say no to myself. I'm like, put it down, you know? And right. So- like check into the present, please. <laughs> yeah. And so like touching on that, I totally want to ask like, what is what does your heart unleash look like in this world? Like expanding beyond this no conversation and you're totally developing that. And so are our listeners. We're all at some stage of it, but then beyond learning to say no and then learning to say yes to you and your dreams, what does you fully unleash look like? <laughs> what do you be elaborate on that question? A little bit. Career goals, <laughs> like you, you operating at 10 foot tall and bulletproof, full dreams realized and living them and having them and all of that. Oh, like, yeah. So for me, cause like mine, I'm so, I feel like I'm, I, I constantly like changing and evolving like everyone. But so like, I just try to like chase, you might have been the one to say this phrase, but like, so like to put it into words or maybe not, I might be tweaking about that, but um, chasing my bliss. So it's like, I just, if I'm doing, if I just feel, I genuinely feel it out. Like I, I move towards that whatever I'm doing, as long as it's making me happy, the people around me are happy. Um, I, I want to just work for myself. That would be like the most, so like whatever it is that I'm doing, it's on my schedule, it's on my time. Mm-hmm. And you know, I can, I don't know, like freedom, <laughs> you know? Um, does that kind of answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, that's, I, I work with tons of clients who I'm like, same question. What is it? What do you want? You know? And that baseline answer is like happiness, bliss, joy, and then what that, how that manifests in the world. Right. And that what you're up to is like, the goal, working for yourself, doing your thing, waking up when you wake up, getting to work when you get to work, like doing what brings you joy, being physically, guys, we always overlook the wellness piece. Like it seems ideal or we think we're supposed to, if I hear one more time about like, I'm supposed to lose a certain amount of weight or get to the gym so many times a week, like that's not health and wellness. Like I want to shift the conversation about health and wellness to well-being. That includes spirituality. Yes. Includes, yeah, sleep okay. sometimes. Go ahead. What you got to say about it? Yeah, I just, I feel like not just people, people underestimate or like their sleep on well-being, like the way they feel, not just physically, but emotionally. Like you should feel emotionally good all the time. You know, like you, and you know, a lot of people think of health and wellness and think about physical, which is absolutely important. I mean, exercise and diet and all that is good, but you stress is a real, (laughs) there's a real ass thing that doesn't come, that doesn't necessarily manifest physically right away. Mm. And, um, you know, so, so the wellness, yeah, I feel like people, dang it, I can't remember the metaphor. I use the metaphor in a lot, but like it was good, but I can't remember it. <laughs> but it was something about viewing wellness 
shit, I forgot it, but <laughs> wellness, health and wellness. Health and wellness. Got it. And um, <laughs> something, something that, that I want to ask you as we begin to like wrap up the episode is what keeps you inspired? Because you by nature are an athlete. You understand competitiveness, like competitive nature and what it really means to be the best. Like you were sought out internationally, like to play basketball. And so you get competition. However, you shared with me, like, then you went ahead and dove into an industry that you have no experience in. That is a highly competitive industry. So what keeps you motivated and inspired, especially when you're trailblazing for yourself? Like this, like you could, you could decide to go pro in basketball tomorrow and that would work out. However, you've chosen something that's just a little bit like more authentic expression of you. However, you don't have the same experience. And so what keeps you lit up? What keeps you going and moving and thriving? Yeah, that's a good, and, um, and this might be a little weird, for almost like necessarily the opposite, but for this approach, I almost, so many people are like driven by great, you know, you play up or down to your competition. So you want to be surrounded by the best, which first of all, I absolutely do. I like to surround myself with people, not even in the industry. Like most of you, most of our, my college friends, our college friends, they're all in their own field. They're doing big things. You know what I mean? Like everybody's accomplishing things. When you're surrounded by success, that's like, I'm not about to be the lug nut of the group. <laughs> so, you know, like I'm not about to be the slacker of the group. You know, you're not about to be the least successful. So like definitely kind of like drives me, but in a more, like I want them to do good because then I could be like, no, I gotta, I gotta set my game up too. Yeah. Yeah. But what really, really kind of drives me actually which you always hear people kind of like they're being like, you no, know, like despite the haters and like that kind of thing drives them. And mine is almost the opposite of that. So like I've come up, a lot of people from my basketball past has come up and like made a comment like, man, I see you like doing big things over there. Like, or, you know, you, you really, you know, or I'm proud of, you know, they'll say something like proud. And that literally it makes me be like you think that's good watch 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 this like you know or like for every and I was always kind of been like that like growing up though I played with boys until like high school mm-hmm. and uh, running around like a Brini green plant <laughs> just playing around but I remember like the boys and I was like the only girl so like you know boys would you know we talked a lot of trash around there and a lot of the the boys that I grew up with that were really close and I, they're like kind of like family to me. They would, as part of trash talk, we'd be like, I bet you like, she'll beat you like while you're talking. Cause like, we, I didn't get respect at first, obviously. And so, you know, they're like, she'll beat you in a one-one, she'll beat you in a one-one. And so I was like, well, I better fucking beat them then. I'm not about to make my brothers look out here like a liar. Yeah. You know, or whatever. So it was like kind of like that. So when I have like some of my players that are like, look up to me, it's like, or, or somebody says that they like admire what I'm doing or they, they think I'm doing well. It's like, I want to give them a real reason to like really be having those positive thoughts or like, I was like, I'm going to give at these points, my bros, I'm like, I'm going to give them a reason to talk like that about me. <laughs> you know? So like that almost motivates me. That support is what I kind of focus on as opposed to somebody telling me I can't do it and wanting to spite them, which I get that. That's a good driver. That's definitely a good driver too. Um, I just choose to do the opposite and kind of focus more on the positive and, the, and give people the credit when they're giving me props. Like I don't want to 
draw the attention of somebody who's dragging me down. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I really love that. And that, you know, um, I just gotta, I just want to amplify that because I'm all, that is my, that is my mantra is like, you're not going to fight fire with fire. It's just going to cause a bigger fire. And Mm -hmm. you can totally, like you mentioned earlier too, is like, just follow your bliss. And like, people be rooting you on from the sides and you're, you're proving them right. You're proving yourself right. Like, and not even yes, that right there. Wrong, but it's like just proving yourself period. Like you're capable, you're amazing and you shine and like, watch me shine. And in the best way. Right, yeah. Cause you've got an amazing community. And I like, it's hilarious because you know, I've seen that from the court on, it's just like, there's people in your corner just who know you love you, believe in you. And like, it's, it's so beautiful because you're a great example. Like I love having you on here for people to hear this because it's true about all of us. And we're, sometimes we do end up focused on the, you know, quote unquote, the haters. And (laughs) I'm always so entertained by that, that uh, idea. But anyways, um, (laughs) like, we're sometimes we're so focused on the negative evidence that we don't, that we can even, we're not even present to the positive evidence, like the right. proof that we how have much to succeed. People are actually in your corner. Yeah. yeah. You hit it. You said it just a minute ago. Like instead of, there are a lot of people wrapped up, which again, it's fine, but just, it's not my, you know, course. But like you can either be caught up in proving a hater wrong. Yep. Or you can try, Prove your yay-sayers right. Like, that's more what I'm trying to focus on. There are people that are like, no, nah, that girl right there, she's going to do big things. And, yep. like, I'm like, I, I, you're right. Like, I'm trying to make sure that they're not lying to people as opposed to, like, making sure somebody who's naysaying me is, like, wrong. I don't care. <laughs> you could be right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah. It's so beautiful because then it's really just, like, it's a ton of positivity. And I love, yeah. I love seeing your stuff on Instagram and, like, shooting you a little love text. Like, I see you, boo. Like, it's just, (laughs) I love, right. It's just love. Birds of the feather. And really, you know, I never underestimate that quote. And you mentioned it a a little while back too, is like who you're with. You are like the five most people you hang out with. You Mm -hmm. don't want to be the lug nut. I love what you (laughs) You don't. I'm not trying Surround yourself with greatness so that you don't have a choice. <laughs> All right, my lovely lady. So we're going to begin to start wrapping this up. And I just want to um, like ask because I saw that you started modeling and then you shifted into acting and you said, you mentioned that you wrote your own movie. And so please like share that with us. Tell us a little bit more about that. Where can we find this stuff? Yes. Yes. Okay. So it should be released in probably a few weeks. Not not next next weekend or the weekend after or mm-hmm. this weekend or the weekend after, yeah, and it's called Discernment and it's starring oh Julian Griffith, who previously was in Hardball, um name dropping and trying to clout drop. I'll admit it. So Julian Griffith, if you're listening to this, I'm using your name and your resume to push this movie. Uh-huh. He was in Hardball. <laughs> hey, we're in it together, right? We're yeah. together. I'm yeah. telling you. He's the lead in the film, so amazing. everybody watch it. Part of the motivation behind this, or behind, a behind-the-scenes motivation, um, I wanted to get into acting. I had done a couple, couple things at this point, but um, again, I, I had just, I was coming off, you know, finding out about the diagnosis and doing all this stuff, and so I was kind of like, um, instead of sitting and waiting for, you know, or trying to find 
the part that will work and will showcase me and will take things off, uh, take the career off. You know, it's hard in an industry where you need experience to get experience. No one's going to hire me because they've never seen me act, you know? Um, so how can I show myself? And so I basically wrote myself a character that I wanted to portray and wanted to play in this short film, um, you know, kind of creating my own opportunity and, you know, could use this, this footage and this stuff for um, future things. But part of the film, um, it's, it's just, it's a, basically, it's a short film about, you know, a couple that runs into problems due to social media <laughs> issues. Because um, as we know, uh, the recent explosion of social media yeah. And cause a lot of issues. Even in sharing yourself, you still have something so valuable for the listener. And I work with people coaching and I'm like, you know, what do you want? Or like, what job do you want? And Todd, you done did it yourself. It's the job isn't out there. You are not going to go on. What are these apps? Like, you know, ZipRecruiter and Monster. I think that's like, I'm totally different. But sure, yeah, um, your data is <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> but guys, you're not like, going to go on those apps and the, it, the job description that you want is not on there. You're going to create it for yourself. She didn't, exactly. like, you need the experience to have the experience. Well, she's creating her experience. And it's like, you're going to create the job that has you shine the brightest it's so valuable. Like the sooner you get that, the less you're going to be waiting around for some knight in shining armor to show up for you. Put your big girl pants on, put your big one mm-hmm. pants on and start making your dreams happen. Not like waiting for them to yeah. knock at your door. Sorry, Tat, go ahead. Carry it on from here. Okay. No, no, that's, I mean, that's, that's it. I was wrapped up. That's you, you wrapped it up for me, girl. All right. So where can we find you? Where can we, where can we start following all this progress you're making? So my Instagram is okay underscore Tatiana, T-A-T-I-A-N-A underscore one. And that's it. Simple, easy peasy. And then my Snapchat is, oh, Tatiana. (laughs) That's O-H-H underscore Tatiana. Awesome. Oh, Tatiana. Oh, Tatiana. Um, That's not something we haven't said before. I got you. I absolutely want to thank you guys. So just in case, uh, just to repeat that, it's that okay underscore Tatiana underscore one. And then you can find her on Snapchat at oh, Tatiana. And oh, Tatiana, I just want to thank you so much for being here and really being super real because, you know, we are entrepreneurs on every level, but who we are is hearts unleashed. And like you being so open, so vulnerable and like really openly sharing your growth and your process and your progress. It's just, it's inspiring. Uh, I know many women trying to make it and men trying to make it in the modeling and acting industry. And it really requires the self-confidence, the self-love, the determination, the choice to choose that. And like, you're doing it, you're creating your path. You're like paving it as you go. And thanks for being authentic, showing up and like sharing what you're up to and what you're up against in order to totally have your fullest life. Mm, yes. Thank you for having me. We killed it. We killed it. <laughs> we killed it. And that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Hearts Unleashed, I want to thank you guys for listening in, spending the uh, time with us to really just 
take another look at what it looks like to live out loud, have your dreams come true and go from dreaming to doing the damn thing. And Tatiana, you are doing the damn thing, my dear. I love you so much. Today's Hearts Unleashed episode is brought to you by Conscious Ink Temporary Tattoos. Of course, these are no ordinary tats, and Conscious Ink is no ordinary tattoo company. In fact, they are not a temporary tattoo company at all. They're a conscious company that utilizes temporary tattoos, hats, and everything they can get their hands on to support people on their path. Conscious Ink Manifestation Temporary Tattoos consist of a dream list of positive words, inspiring quotes, healing affirmations, and empowering invitations. Even at the most basic level, these messages can have a profound effect by simply reminding us of our intentions as we go about our day. Every Conscious Ink Manifestation Tattoo has been thoughtfully designed specifically to convey the essence of the word, quote, or affirmation. I was personally excited to see they have a temporary tat that I permanently have on my ankle. This too shall pass. Another benefit of temporary tattoos is that they do pass. You can change them as often as you change your mood or as you shift from one intention to another. Conscious Ink tattoos are safe, non-toxic, and exceed the safety standards of the US, FDA, Canada, and the EU. Made in the USA, they contain no animal products or test on animals. So be sure to grab your Conscious Ink tattoo that keeps you on your path and motivated to create a life you love. You have been listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. I hope that you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you take it into your life and take the next action on your dreams. For more information, check out heartsunleashed.com or find me on Facebook at Abigail Gazda and Instagale at Instagram to keep the adventure going. 